Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! I cannot believe it. The Aztecs are in the final. Uh, do you have a Lamont Butler poster in the Sleemobile or at home? Are you ordering a, a little shrine for Mr. Butler now that he knocked down the game-winning shot in the semifinals? You know... You know, most people put pictures of their family in their wallet. I don't know if people still carry wallets, but uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna have a picture of him just in my pocket. Why not? <laughs> you know, you had your loose money and you had your the debate of scrunchy, whatever the other one was. Right. You had all that in there. I want one of those, but with Butler on it as well. That's the front of it. <laughs> it was look. The final four is maybe not as impactful as it might have been 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago, but it can still lead to some unbelievable moments. And look. It was incredibly exciting under any circumstances. Yeah. It was a buzzer beater to win the semifinal game. But it's better for our show because you are an Aztec, because you are there. Take me through the entire Houston experience so far from the moment that you arrived bleary-eyed on Saturday morning to where we are right now. So I, I, so I, I got in super early on Saturday. It was like uh, probably about 4.30 a.m. Central Time is when I got in. And, you know, I end up coming to the VRBO, I get a little bit of rest, and then you wake up and it's like, we're we're a couple hours away here, right? Because right. it's the first game. Um, here, I think it was, I think it was 3 o'clock your time, right? 3 o'clock Pacific, so 5 o'clock out here. Um, T-Raj, it didn't take very long to kind of start getting into the mix, start getting, okay, let's get out there. Let's get out to NRG Stadium. I've never been to a Final Four. San Diego State's in the Final Four. You want to be amongst other fans that are also cheering for the same team. Uh, so we got out there early. I mean, by we already had tickets to a pre-party that San Diego State was doing. It was kind of an official pre that they were doing where they were going to have the band there. They were going to have the cheerleaders there. The athletic director was going to be there. Probably 2,000 people right next to NRG Stadium. It's almost like a convention center type of setting, I guess you can call it, one of those big halls. And just right out the gate, here you are. There's a logo that says Final Four. And San Diego State's so cool. logo is, is so part cool. of that logo. You know, it's part of the Final Four logo. Um, you're taking pictures. You get opportunities to kind of take pictures with the Final Four, and it's San Diego State. So immediately you're immersed in it. And the ticket to get into this place also included drinks, which was at the local bar, which was right there. So you can imagine everybody gets two drink tickets. Got to be honest with you. They weren't really counting the drink tickets. They were, hey, everybody have a good time here. So by the time, before I even got into NRG Stadium, I felt like I was at a pep rally, which technically it was, sure. right? Sure. You know why I felt that way? Because it was Because one. it was a pep rally. Yeah, because it was one. <laughs> um, but it was a pep rally for San Diego State for the Final Four. And that's the part that it was like you're trying to let it all sink in and, and whatever the case is, kind of let it be realistic. Did you, ever, then, did you ever get to the point in your own head where you're like, look, Whatever happens, happens. I'd rather no. win, obviously, but I, this is just an amazing experience. Or were you entirely going to have a, a good or bad weekend based on whether or not you won that game against FAU? So I, I'm going to be – listen, we talked about it before the tournament started. We went around the room, right? Hey, M, what's a good for Virginia? Hey, Al, what's good for Wasn't your squad? 
T-Raj, you were Santa Barbara. You were saying, hey, if we got – you were happy to be there, but oh, my gosh, if you got a tournament win. I had mentioned that Dutcher hadn't won a game yet in the tournament as a head coach. So I really wanted to see him get, you know, at least one. But the hope was, can you make to the Sweet 16 if you lose to Alabama? It's like, all right, you lost to Alabama, the number one overall seed, and you got to the Sweet 16. That's a good year. But every step that you go further, you know, when they, when they beat Alabama and you knew you had Creighton next, okay, i got to be honest, I wanted to beat Creighton, right? And they're a beatable team. Then you get to the Final Four. It's FAU. It's not like you're facing UConn or it's not like you're facing North Carolina or Duke or Villanova or any of these schools that you know you, you know have good history. But as the game kind of progresses and it's a two-point, four-point game with a couple minutes left to go, I think just naturally you're going to be devastated if you lose that game because you're in it, you're right there, and there's a couple minutes left, a chance yeah. for you to get to the national championship. Well, that was it too, right? They got off to such a good start. They they were – what did Bradley make his first four shots? And you're like, uh-oh. Because Hit three threes yeah. in like the first four or five possessions. And, and it felt like they were getting ready to blow them out, right? Because that, that happens occasionally where all of a sudden the team gets hot, the other team can't get going. But the big lead didn't – I think they got up to nine at one point. It didn't last very long. Like, FAU started to chip away. And then the next thing you know, they start to pull away a little bit. Yeah. They end up going by 14. But FAU is not good enough to sit on a lead. And San Diego State's way of chipping into a lead is not knocking down a bunch of threes in rapid succession, right? This is not, oh, my gosh, they've made six of their last eight threes and they took a 14-point lead down to nothing. They do it by choking out the opposition, which is exactly what they did. They played – FAU went, I think, six and a half minutes without a field goal. That's an eternity. And, and San Diego State keeps shooting there, whatever it is, 30 or 35%, but offensive rebound, offensive rebound, go to the foul line, make a basket, offensive rebound, miss, go, get a stop. That's how they chip away at those leads. And once they got it inside a 10 with, what was it, about you know maybe 12 minutes to go or so, like, oh, no, no, this is a game. They're going to – because FAU is going to tighten up. San Diego State did not tighten up. It was leading up until that moment. Now – when they had, what was it, 20 seconds left to go or so, and the FAU had like, I don't know, maybe 11 seconds left on the shot clock, and you're like, okay, they're going to foul, right? At this point, you want possessions. You want it, you, They're going to miss some free throws. You can make some threes. You want more than one shot to win the game. Dutcher goes the other way. He's like, we're not going to foul. We're not going to call timeout. Get it into Butler's hands, and let's just see what happens. And that's exactly what happened, and he knocked it down. I can't imagine what it must have been like in that arena. Okay, so – let, let's go to that 20 seconds that you just mentioned, all right? And were you screaming, timeout, timeout, because we were at a party, and I was yelling at the TV, call timeout, call timeout. I wasn't. And I'll tell you, and it wasn't for any other reason just because it's so much different when you're there and you don't have a broadcaster telling you there's X amount of timeouts left and there's this, and you're just kind of was in the, the moment. Was the scoreboard broken? What do you mean? <laughs> As far as how many timeouts they well, had left in the no, score. no, you, you knew you knew there was a timeout, but like any sporting event, when it's live and it's happening and it's they got the rebound, there's seven seconds left when they got three, eight seconds, whatever it was, right? And they just started going up the floor. It's kind of like you're tense. You're thinking, all right, what are they going to do? I just assumed that was a, a, a little bit of an assumption. Usually, you get to half court, you call it then, so that way now you could inbound at half court. Um, it was the final, the final possession. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just walk through the final possession where I'm sitting. It's obviously all San Diego state fans. 
you get that stop on defense and there's a little bit of relief, but you also know you're down one. So there really is no relief because it's not like it's a tie game and it's house money. You're either winning the game or losing the game in these next seven, eight seconds. Butler takes the ball, starts going down the floor. And Trav, okay, timeout's not called. Fine. Where's he going? Mm -hmm. He goes towards the corner which is the worst place that you can go to. It's not like he's going towards the basket. Realizes that um, there's nowhere to go. And M mentioned it. I didn't even know this, the oh, replays, yeah. how close he was to, to hitting that, that baseline. Less than an inch, probably okay. less than a half an inch. And then the I think we all kind of felt this way, and I think this is I think this is the most accurate way to describe it. If you're listening to the call, and it's the same thing at the uh, at the arena, when there's two seconds left – all you start hearing is there's like a moment of everyone making a little noise about like you got to shoot the ball. You're running out of time, shoot the ball. And then when the ball's in the air, silence. There's nothing. You can't hear anything. And then the bucket goes in. It's funny where I'm sitting. All I just saw was the net just like the shot was so perfect. It really was. I just saw the net move, and everyone just goes crazy, and they're trying to put all the pieces together. Just incredible. Really, really was incredible. Here's that final shot. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. <laughs> it certainly was, and you know he knocks it down. And my, you know they they replay it on TV over and over and over again because it's such an exciting moment. One of my favorite things is as he lets the ball go, they have a shot from kind of I think where you're about sitting. If I'm having okay. this pictured right, yep. where you can see as the ball's in the air, mm -hmm. the San Diego State players start running onto the court. You be because you can see they they can see it's on their angle. They mm -hmm. they know it's it it's got a really good chance. Now it could hit the rim. It could be short. It could rattle in. It could rattle out. But before that ball has gone all the way through the net, like all of the bench guys from San Diego State are already out on the court mobbing this kid. It was it was terrific. It was such an unbelievable moment. Well, well, just to set it up too, I don't know the last time San Diego State had a lead in that game. You know, they they came Early towards in the, the end. first half, right? They they came towards the end and they tied it. But before halftime, they were down, right? I think they were down seven at half. So you're talking about almost probably 30 minutes of basketball. FAU had the lead the entire time for that final 30 minutes and then still had the lead by one. That was the first lead that the Aztecs had, and it was zeros, triple zeros, that's it, the game is over. And there was no, like you mentioned this a little bit earlier, it wasn't close enough. They have to confirm it, but yeah. everybody knew, like, no, no, he got it off in time. Plenty that's not going to be the issue. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then that was it. I mean, it's, it's just a, a really, really surreal moment in being there. It's funny, one of the first texts that I got, uh, and I actually, I did pretty good on this one. I don't know how you are in situations like that, but obviously a lot of people that you're close with or a lot of people from the radio station or a lot of people that know you went to San Diego State or you're from San Diego, people are starting to text, right? I, I spent a good probably at least five minutes just just letting it sink in, like just looking around, just appreciating other fans that were, were feeling the same moment that this just happened in the final four to get to the national championship. Sandy, the school that you went to, the city that you're from, is now going to be in the national championship because you hit a buzzer beater to get there. Uh, but one of the first texts that I got was, Ireland, 
And John, you could just tell – his wife went to San Diego State too. Um, but you could tell, like, his he kept saying, he's like, I'm so glad you went. He's like, you know how many different times people go to an event like that? And it just – it doesn't pan out, right? I said like, to you when they got to the Sweet 16, I said, if they get in, you have to go. It, it Because – for, for what John is saying, that being there takes it to a whole nother level. That watching it on TV, amazing. Don't get me wrong. But being there is a is an entirely different thing. And you would have been kicking yourself for who knows how long if you said, you know what, I just can't get there. It's a quick turnaround. I don't bought this, that, or that. Finding a reason not to go, that you and, and countless other Aztec people found a reason to go, that's why. Because there's nothing like being there. So there's a little bit about, and and I think this is a good thing. Um, Dutcher's been to Final Fours before, right? Dutcher obviously won a national championship as an assistant coach. So I, I think there's a little bit of SDSU. It does not seem like they're um, you know a school that's like, hey, we made it here. That's it. I think they're going to put up a fight tonight. I really do. I think their style of basketball as well. I think the fact that they're only one freaking game away, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Let's put it that way. Now let's see what happens. It's one game. You're taking on a UConn team. I think they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. But, uh, listen, I, I you got this far. Why not come home with the whole thing? All right. Uh, so, Al, I have a question for you. So uh, I'm going to be just like knocking on wood here. So put yourself in the mindset same thing, buzzer beater that happened in the Final Four. San Diego State wins it. You're going crazy with your with your friends you're with. You're going crazy leaving the leaving the um, arena. arena. Yep. You're you're probably drunk. Maybe had a few few drinks, and there someone says, "Hey, what if we got San Diego State tattoos? Would you do it tonight if you just were in this euphoric state? San Diego State did it. A small tattoo where no one else can see it, but you got it. Would you do it?" Um, I would get though. I actually wouldn't go small. If I'm going to go big, I'm going to do my entire back. I want the <laughs> entire logo, and Hell I want. Yeah. I want. Um, I want to say. I wanted to say that I got my degree in communications with an emphasis in journalism. Yes, I want go. everything on there. I want like a whole story on my entire back. Would you get one, Emily? So my friends and I. I mean, I think if I was there, it'd be different. So if I was there with my friends, and again, the same thing was like. Yes. But I watched it at work, and I yeah. was like, I was separated from it. But my friends, a lot of them got like who's on their lip, so you like on the inside of it, and because the, the lip <laughs> one goes away in like six years because like the skin regenerates mm. okay. and so you can get lip tattoos and they go away and no there one sees go, them I'll unless you like bring it out tattoos <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get hey, <laughs> if you don't get a lip tattoo <laughs> just get an infection yeah, but i would have i would have gotten like the v tonight. and the sabers and like the final score if i was like in the mood and like i was around a bunch in of friends moment. i yeah. would have done it i don't know if i'm getting the score well, i got a lot of the, the i got a lot of time in between yeah, I was going to say, you got enough time to get a lip tattoo. You should go do that. <laughs> Between SDSU. the start of the game and, and the end of the game, you should lip tattoo it up. Only if they win. And then get the uh, the score on the roof of your mouth. Just get get, get that done, too. And after you eat a couple of hot slices of pizza, it'll go. It'll be gone anyway. Why does Sliwa have 7368 <laughs> on his neck? <laughs> All right, the NBA has some new rules as, to far, uh, as far as who can win the NBA. It's a good idea executed very poorly with all sorts of problems nobody's looking at. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Help me out with this. Um, the actor who plays Logan Roy. I know that yeah, he's Brian been- Brian Cox. Brian Cox, thank you. Um, he's obviously been around a long time. Why have I not been aware of him? Because he's he's so good at being evil. He's so good at commanding a room. Where? Why have I not been aware of this guy until this series? So I think that it's because a lot of stuff has been on the stage. He's a big stage uh, actor, but he's been he's been in a bunch of um, like smaller ish roles on on big things. Like he was in he was in uh, Armageddon. Oh, he's no, he's in Troy. Like he's been he's been a smaller character in a lot of big things, but a lot of stage acting. But he is the voice of McDonald. I did know that. So that's kind of cool. I did know that. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest. I. Until I knew the voice when Succession started, I'm watching it, and I was late to the game. I like this couple seasons had already gone by, and I got caught up. I'm listening to the voice going. I know, I know this guy's voice, and I think you might have actually told yeah. me that that he's the butta ba 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 guy. Yeah. He's also in the Simpsons. I didn't know that. A recent episode of the Simpsons in uh, 2021, he played Costas Becker. I don't know that. Well, he's in the Simpsons. I'm gonna have to check that one out. I, I usually, but yeah, the Simpsons passed. Once you get past like season, I don't know, 15, the next 17, kind of, kind of out of my my wheelhouse. Also, any anyone getting mad at me for talking about the episode that happened yesterday? One, it's all these things that have happened are in trailers for the episodes and in trailers for the, that have been out for months. So I'm not spoiling BSM. anything. I'm not it's spoiling BS. anything, guys. Sleep. I don't. I don't really worry about spoilers too much right like i don't want to ruin it for somebody but if it's been out and we want to talk well, about not, it we're going to talk about okay, it. okay but not not too soon like if and, and you didn't give up any details that seem like but if an episode just came out yesterday i think that's a little bit different or you give people a heads up that hey we're going to talk we, we i think we ran into this with better call saul you and i wanted to talk about it so we would wait a few days and then we would say okay friday we'll we'll have that conversation we were late to the a couple of those episodes too. Like we would we would wait for the like I'll I'll guess I'll cut you or Emily some slack. But as far as just talking about once we once we've all seen it, I feel like it's time to start talking about it. All right, the NBA is going to change some rules. Um, they want to they're they're going to change the rule that says to make an appearance on an All NBA team to receive awards like MVP. You need to appear in 65 games. Yep. Okay, which means you can, that's still missing 17 games. That's not, that 65 is a lot, but it still gives you some time to load manage if, in fact, you're healthy along the way. I understand the impulse, right? That the NBA has gotten to a weird spot where a lot of players and a lot of star players and a lot of very good teams are taking time off. 
here's the rub. And I and I get number one, you're going to get some weird time where guys just show up and play two or three minutes just to check the box. And the, even if the game's close, they're not going back in. They're just going to sit down. They're already these teams have already made it very clear that they're willing to punt on some of these games. That the rest is the mo- most important part. So Steph Curry, Giannis, LeBron, AD, whoever they go out there, they play two minutes, whistle on the floor, they come and they sit down. There, I played, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's number one. I think that'll look bad. The other part is look at what look at what's happening this season. The Lakers have missed their two best players have missed a ton of time. Mm-hmm. The Warriors' best player has missed a significant amount of time. The Suns' best player has missed a significant amount of time, and and those are probably three or two of the the three or four favorites to come out of the Western Conference all of a sudden. The Clippers never have their best players play on a regular basis that you're going to see this season in particular in the Western Conference. There's a very good chance somebody comes out of the second half of the draw, right, the, for five or below, that somebody comes out and wins the whole Western Conference. That makes the regular season even more unimportant where I don't care where I'm seated, I don't care if I'm home, I just need to get in, be healthy enough at the end, and let's see what happens. 65 may seem like 82 by the time it's all said and done. If the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, the Warriors, if they get to the finals doing it the way that they've done it, it's going to push it the other way. Okay, so, so is the argument that the sixty-five doesn't mean anything? Is that yeah? Because it's not going to be sixty-five. Where what is LeBron average? Thirty minutes a night. It's not going to be. Well, you have to play sixty-five games and average thirty minutes a night. It's going to be. You got to check the box. You can play in fifty-five and play ten games where I barely play at all. I just go in. But that's that's the second point. The first point is. This season could go to show you that the regular season is as meaningless as it's ever been, where being a top seed does not matter. Just get in, be healthy at the end, take care of your guys, regular season be damned. So I think for certain teams, you're right. And I think the teams that you just mentioned. So let's just use as an example – the Lakers, and this isn't an ideal situation. I mean, how many different times over these last three years are we hoping, hey, is can Anthony Davis play 65 games? The answer has been no over the course of these last three games. Can LeBron, or these last three seasons, can LeBron? I think there's certain predicaments and situations where it hasn't been ideal. Um, in a perfect world, you have game seven at your house. I think that means something to the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that means something to the Boston Celtics. I think that means something to the Denver Nuggets. I'm not telling you it's going to play out this way, but I do think there are some teams that actually have a chance at winning an NBA championship where they're trying to have home court for the exact reason that we're talking about. And then there's these other teams that have individual players. KD has played, I want to say, less than 50 games this year, like 45, somewhere around there. His predicament's a little bit different where he got traded to the Phoenix Suns, and I agree with you. I think the Suns are saying, look, if we get home court in the first round, cool, that's awesome. After that, we'll take our chances. Um, The Lakers, no question about it, they'll take their chances. The Golden State Warriors is probably the best example of this because they did not have home court against the Celtics last year, and what did they end up doing? They still won an NBA championship. So I don't know if there's a perfect situation to this. I think there are certain teams it's very important. I remember back in the day when the Lakers were winning championships with Shaq and Kobe. They had some game sevens that I felt like were important in L.A. And then after they won a championship or two, it's like it really doesn't matter, guys. You know, it really doesn't matter whether we have it or we don't. So I don't think it's drastically different than the way the NBA has been in the past. I think those who have won championships – believe that they can win on the road. Those that maybe have had a little bit less success 
think that that might be the difference of them winning it or not. Yeah, maybe if you're a Philly who really hasn't been through it, maybe if Good you're example. the Boston Celtics who are still, you know, they're a little experienced, but maybe less so than the Warriors or LeBron Denver. James or Denver or Kevin elevation. Durant, you know, sure. like I think there's I think there's some teams that it but might. The might idea of trying to win an MVP, right, or and win a, a championship. Guys like LeBron James and and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and these guys, they're like, Dude, I don't care if I'm ineligible for an MVP. What do I care about that? I just want to be healthy at the end of the line and ready to go. And if that means i got to play 50 games or 55 or whatever it is, then that's what I'm going to do. I don't care if I'm eligible or not. I don't care if we're the eighth seed or the, or the one seed. Maybe it is different for Denver and some others, but the teams with the most experienced players are the most unincentivized by this new program. I don't care, right? Like Giannis plays every night anyway. Embiid plays most nights. That Those guys are doing it, but this is not going to get Steph and Kawhi and LeBron and this other crop of guys, Kevin Durant, to play more games. They're going to pick their spots. So, but but I I'm going to go back to that. I think you're right, but I think all the players you mentioned at our stage of their career, where I think a lot of that stuff is not that important. And I think you're you're right about the. Listen, if I've been in the league for 15 years, if I'm Kevin Durant, I already have two championships under my belt. I um, I've won an MVP before. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to be right and healthy for the playoffs. And I think that's kind of that's been the NBA where naturally as you get a little bit further in your career, it, let's say it's not as much of a priority. I, I will Listen, if we're going to use that 65 games as a threshold, um, Giannis is at 62. I think Joker's already over that. Luka, I think, has played 64. Not that Luka's going to win anything. Tatum's played over 70. So, I, I, I listen, I think the NBA is doing absolutely the best that they can to try to encourage players to play. And it's probably not going to change anything because the players who decide that they they don't care, they're going to do load management, they don't care about MVPs. Trav, I don't I don't know what you can incentivize them. That's probably not going to change either way. Dodgers had a bit of a mixed bag on opening weekend. A lot of good and a little bit of things that make you go, uh-oh, I've seen that before. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. What's the deal, bro? What do you mean? Why are you not excited? I am. Well, does it sound like it? Huh. What do you want me to do? He's jumping up and down. He can't see it. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm looking at him through the Zoom. 
<laughs> Excited for you. I don't know what table. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm enjoying, stand up on the table. Nah, I'm good on that. I'm enjoying you getting an opportunity to have an experience. Quite frankly, that very few people get to have. Mm-hmm. The o- the only thing that would be better is if you were 20 and on campus and it was happening in real. That that's yes. the only. Yeah, you're well, right. No, two things. Number one, be on the team. Number two, be at school at this time. But you're in that next group, and it's. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. I'm just basking in your stories. Number three, you finish it off tonight. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, you're, you're. I think you're doing the thing that I would probably do too, which is slow play it a little bit. That, and they, they are underdogs, seven and a half point underdogs, which is not nothing, right? But it's also not fifteen. It's it's so so. Um, they can win. UConn has been hot as a pistol. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be tonight. What San Diego State does well always works, which is just muddy up the game, make it ugly, make it slow, make it hard for the other team to do what they want to do. They're going to do that tonight. If this game's in the 50s or something – by the way, it was weird because San Diego State did give up a lot of points in the semifinal game, which yeah. they typically don't, but they didn't give up many in the second half. Gave up 40 in the first half. Right. They mm-hmm. locked it down in the second half. They were much, much better. I Look, if, you, if I had to – place a bet just a straight money line bet i'd probably pick uconn but it's not just a chance i think there's a pretty good chance that what they do well is not what uconn does well and i think that they got a chance to go in there and leave tonight and be on top of this thing and i can't wait to see what you sound like tomorrow well they gotta have all the freaking confidence in the world too they gotta feel good about how they play they gotta feel good we talked about this a little bit earlier but they beat Alabama, who was the number one overall seed in the Sweet 16. And there's a top five pick there in Brandon Miller. Um, they got to also – I think there's got to be this – Brian Dutcher's won a national championship before as an assistant. So I, I love a lot of the stuff that they've said. It's not like this content of just getting there. They Do everything they can to try to cash it in. Why not? You're already there. So – and who knows if you can when make it, it happens happen. again. Who knows mm-hmm. if slash when it happens again. Very quickly, I want to take this phone call coming up here in just a second. Andrew Wiggins, uh, Woj, tweeted this this morning. He's expected to rejoin the Golden State Warriors um, shortly. That changes a lot of things. They obviously were a dangerous team because of Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, their experience, everything that comes along with it. But they won the title last year because Steph was great and Andrew Wiggins was damn near great too. Getting him back could really throw a monkey wrench in all this stuff because he's no, missed, let, what, 20-some-odd games? Um, he's only played – he's played less than 40 games this year. Yeah. So he's missed uh, a ton of games. But I think in a row, yes, I think it's around that 20 mark. Um, there, th- if, if It's kind of funny how things are shaping out in the Western Conference. But the Golden State Warriors – with Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins was such a key piece to their championship run last year. Don't don't forget, he was guarding Tatum, he was guarding Jalen Brown. He's that like perfect wing player. He's six foot seven. Um he hasn't played in that many games this year, still averages seventeen and five, something along those lines. The Golden State Warriors when healthy, we've talked about hey, can you really count out a team that's won four NBA championships? I think we had the conversation. If it was the Warriors and the Kings in the first round, a lot of people would have no problem saying, "Yeah, I, I would take the Golden State Warriors sure. in that one." Now, if Wiggins is coming back, all right, you got you got the basically the band back together, and Kevin Durant is healthy, and the Suns are starting to win games, and the Lakers are starting to win some games as well. It, it comes down to the players that were so accustomed to having so much success in the past 
for their respective teams, all of a sudden those are going to become the teams that nobody wants to face. Even if they're in the second half. And put the Clippers in there, by the way, too. If Paul George comes back, they're another team that, even though we haven't seen a ton of success from them over the years, they're when they're right, they look as good as anybody. I'm still skeptical because Clippers, but if they get their guys, they're another one that could come out of that second half of the draw and go through it. I mean, I don't think anybody would be shocked if all of a sudden the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals. And the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers – all coming from the back half of that draw. None of them are long shots to meet the finals right now. It's it's weird how quickly that changed. Let's try a phone call right here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Greg. Greg, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Greg? Hey, how you doing? All right. Uh, just calling to uh, to touch base about Brian Cox. Um, you guys forgot about the movie back in the 80s. He was um, Hannibal Lecter before Anthony Hopkins. Oh, with William Peterson. The Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was awesome in that movie. Okay, I I did not know that. The, the, the guy's way too good, right? Like, yes. there's no way that I haven't seen him in some. I just didn't know it was him, right? He's did a you... commanding presence. He's a lot to take, and so that's why I could see very easily that he could play Hannibal Lecter. Like, it just fits that same vibe. But it's also probably like if him and Anthony Hopkins are going for similar things, it's they're Anthony cut Hopkins from the lot. same cloth. Yeah, they're, they're very similar actors. I feel like they are. Slee, did you ever see the original uh, Hannibal Lecter movie, Manhunter, from the '80s? No. Not the original. It's weird. It, it's 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 a weird kind of dark, but pretty good movie. Uh, William Peterson was on CSI for a million. Like a years. romantic comedy. Yeah, it's just light, something to bring your dates to, and, <laughs> and and really, you know, this guy eats people and stalks families. It's a uh, it's a really it's a really good deal. I would highly recommend it. That makes me nervous just listening to that description. <laughs> it's it's you know he he watches him from the trees, Lee, and Jeez. then he comes in later and it's. There's a lot going on right there. All right, Dodgers open up two and two, which whatever it's four games. You're gonna fine. Dod- Dodgers usually hit the gas somewhere around May, right? That's is really Dave Roberts' position as a manager in jeopardy? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Go ahead. I don't think so yet. Yeah. Um, the pitching excellent right their starting pitching was extraordinary all four of the guys that have made a start so far have looked somewhere between pretty good like julio to excellent kershaw may and Syndergaard were all excellent gave up four runs in 25 innings to yeah. the starters there's so. seven in the whole weekend it, mm-hmm. and so that's the positive the, the other positive is they scored eight or more in two games. Trey Thompson hit three home runs. It was, so Incredible. After he had the two, I texted Michael. I'm like, yeah, not a bad day. Michael texted me goes, I want one more. I'm like, that's pretty greedy. He got one more. So so Michael called the shot uh, on all three of okay, those. Okay, so just to hit off that, Michael yesterday doing the pre, and I'm like, Michael, just want to congratulate you. What a night Trace had on Saturday. He goes, yeah, well, he's 0 for 3 today. I'm like, there it is. There's the Michael Thompson I know. That's the same. He almost Clay- had one in his first at-bat. His first at-bat, the guy made a running catch up against the wall. I'm like, man, he's locked in. Where so Clay, When Clay broke the all-time record for most threes in a game, he had 14. Michael's like, yeah, but there were f- at least three or four more that he could have got. I'm like, I, I can't do anything here. It was a pretty good night for him. So they had a couple of nights where they had offensive explosions. Here's the downside. They also had two nights where they scored one run and only had one run because they hit a home run. Mookie hit one home run and one. Will Smith hit a home run yesterday. That they've been bad with runners in scoring position, in particular the back half of the lineup. Max Muncie has been dreadful in the cleanup hole, one for 13 with a bunch of strikeouts. Chris Taylor has been dreadful. You look uh, at J.D. Martinez, who's off to a slow start. I'm going to put Martinez off to the side because I think he's going to be fine. He's been around a long time. He's a really good hitter. 
But I'd be lying to you, Slee, if I weren't worried about what I've seen from Muncie and Taylor because, like you said before, previously those guys were luxury items that whatever you got from them was kind of gravy on top of whatever you've had so far. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're an important part of what they do, and they're both off to really rough starts. Yeah, and the the Muncie piece of it where, I mean, talk about setting the table, opening night, right? Didn't he have five, five strikeouts for and five, went 0 for five, 5? And, you know, we were talking about, all right, uh, here are all the positives, and then it was Muncie, there was a negative there. Um, listen, the, the, the Dodgers just don't have the luxury. And that Listen, they, they scored enough runs to win. If you disperse these runs, you're fine. The problem is they're all coming in two games in the two wins that you had and then absolutely nothing coming in the two losses that you had. Um, but the lineup is just so much different, right? It, Lux isn't there. Trey Turner isn't there. There are guys that now you got to depend on that maybe weren't – not a lot was on their show. I don't want to say it that way because – let me just, Justin Turner, like just kind of go through guys that have left the Dodger organization over the last couple of years. Now there is – Muncie has to be a guy that you can rely on. Chris Taylor's got to be – or, by the way, if if they can't rely on you every night, don't be awful. Don't be terrible. Don't – just be somewhat of a threat with the bat. But I, I do think that there was still some good stuff that I, I think – Tons. That the Dodgers um, – that you could feel good about. It just – Happened to be, it just didn't feel right to to outscore a team by 13 runs and only get two wins and two losses. Just well, doesn't that, add up. And that's how you get knocked out of the playoffs. Is you have this feast or famine offense that can just go ice cold for no reason, right? And just we've got one run here, one run there. That's a, a recipe to get knocked out early. The other thing is that if you're Dodger fans, if you're looking for a little bit of silver lining to what I think was fine start, it's fine, but it's it felt like you should have won at least three, if not all four of those games. Arizona doesn't stink anymore. That's another part of this. Arizona has been a really bad team for a really long time. They're not anymore. They have a major league caliber baseball team with major league caliber pitchers, and I think that's part of what we were seeing as well, that they were able to kind of lock them up a little bit. The dump is coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so Slee's Aztecs are going for a national championship tonight against UConn. Our Aztecs, all of us, all of <laughs> well, us. No, I, this is this is you and all of your Aztec alums um, and current students. You guys are are at the top of the list. We can go along for the ride. We're in the back of the bandwagon. You're sitting up on, at the top of the stagecoach, Slee, driving this thing. So it's your Aztecs. LSU won the women's Final Four last night. They beat um, – Iowa and Caitlin Clark, who's the kind yeah. of the star of the NCAA tournament. Emily, you want to talk about the women's final? Yeah, four. so it's really interesting because I think for the first time in a long time, 
people are talking about the women's tournament in not just a way of like, oh, wow, we're like tuning in just for the championship. People, the ratings are up like crazy. The tickets to the games in Dallas were, at the time, the average price was almost twice as much as the men's tournament. I mean, I think it's because the women's tournament has the biggest names. So the final four was the biggest names possible of in the women's world. And obviously, I mean, sorry, Aztecs, but like it's not the biggest names in the college basketball world at the time. But it's, and Take as, opposed, <laughs> as yeah, opposed to the men's unnecessary. tournament, I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the men's tournament, there was the player, Kaylin Clark. Kaylin Clark scored an incredible 191 points throughout the tournament, wow. including 41 points in back-to-back games. She outscored Decent. Iowa football in eight <laughs> games. Iowa football's offense this year had, uh, let me pull it up. They had great. They had 230 points uh, in the whole season, and she had 235 points in just postseason play before wow. last night's game. So it's it's and the, she doesn't. There's no seven pointers <laughs> out there, guys. There's right. no six pointers out there. Yep, exactly. And so there's there's so much. Um, and there was the Kim Mulkey of it all. There was the refs kind of gave it to LSU. Wasn't there, was, there like beef too? Between yeah, there's the beef between LSU the best player and LSU. But Caitlin Clark has been doing this thing with the John Cena, you can't see me uh, thing throughout the whole uh, whole tournament when she was playing well against her team uh, against her opponents and then someone did it back to her. And I think the thing is, Caitlin Clark's okay with that. And I think it's everyone else freaking out about the girl who did it on LSU. And you're like, I think we need a, if Caitlin's okay with it, and she knows it, she's a competitor. If she's doing something, you got to expect it to come back in your face. Same for like the Patrick Beverly, like the too small, the Steph Curry stuff. Like, yeah. It's going to come back at you. But okay, I, first off, anyway, first off, that, that's, that's it's good entertainment. You know, that, that you want storylines. And I'm with you. I, I think we were all kind of keeping an eye out. Caitlin Clark, and I'm not, going to pretend like I, I watched uh, uh, a lot of these games or anything like that. She's the first person to ever have a 40-point triple-double in men's or women's in the tournament. That's amazing. So, yeah. I, I, And I think this, the talking back and forth, that's okay. Like The, the examples that. that you just gave about Patrick Beverly, you just gave about when Austin Reeves did it to him, when other players uh, best example, I don't know if this is great. How many different times have Draymond and Dylan Brooks gone at it? Yes. It adds to the element of interest. Yes. And I think they did that for the uh, for the tournament yeah. on the women's side. We're not going to have kind of equality in women's and men's sports until we start talking about women's and men's sports similarly. You know, you talk about the beefs. Talk about the the, the beef and the refereeing is a topic. I think speaks to what you're talking about. Exactly, that it becomes more of a hey, did you see that as opposed to oh, that's kind of it's on. Let's talk about it. It's kind of takes it in that direction. And Clark still has eligibility, so keep an eye out for her next year. Yeah, she could go back, yeah. All right, we've talked about the game winner for San Diego State, but have you heard the game winner in Espanol, Slee? I have not heard it. I've got come on incredible and Lamont Butler. Awesome. (laughs) I mean, it was just such a great call. That's from Westwood one Rafael L. Alsade. Forgive me if I uh, if I got that incorrect, but uh, great call by Rafael there. Slee. That's uh, put that right up there with Nance. I know what my new alarm clock's going to be. <laughs> what I'm getting up to every morning. Rafael El Asade on Westwood One. Just uh, just a great call right there. Um, tonight, either UConn's Dan Hurley in his third appearance or Brian Dutcher from San Diego State in his fourth will become the fourth head coach in the last 20 
seasons to win a title within their first NCAA, four NCAA tournament appearances with the school. The other three, two big-time guys, and then one guy that kind of is a little off the radar, Roy Williams and John Calipari, just, you know, OGs of college basketball. And then Kevin Ollie, who took over for Jim Calhoun and was kind of the the hot guy for a minute and – then not so much, and UConn kind of went in a weird direction. But both the guys tonight had a chance to do it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, listen, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning more about Dan Hurley as kind of the tournament has gone on. It's not like I pay attention to the Big East or anything along those lines. Um, man, I'm. It, it's kind of you as you're getting a little bit closer to it, and you know how close you are. Um, uh, Brian Dutcher has done something for San Diego State that's obviously it's never happened before. He's had some cool moments too, where he's had he said some stuff. Uh, after the game, you could tell how much the players actually love being a part of that program with him. It just be an incredible special moment. One more to go. One more, One more to, go. to go. You just need 40 minutes to have it go 40 minutes. a little bit more your way than not your way. One point is as good as 50, right? Just win the game, throw a party, and then uh, Slee will have purple eyes when he rolls in here tomorrow morning. Yeah, you're right about Looking that. Looking forward to seeing that. The Padres – apparently have an endless amount of money that they can spend. They decided that not only are we going to pay Bogarts, not only are we going to pay Machado and Musgrove and Darvish, and I'm sure I'm forgetting uh, a couple of other ones along the way, uh, they still need to pay Juan Soto if, in fact, they stop booing him and decide that they want to keep him. Jake Cronenworth got a new deal as well, an $80 million deal on a seven-year contract extension that will keep him in San Diego through the 2030 season. And Cronenworth, Cronenworth's one of those guys, Lee, that Machado and Soto and Bogarts, but it's the Cronenworths of oh, yeah. the world that turned that lineup over. He's a really good player. Yeah, I don't think too many people are looking at that contract and saying, what are they doing? Why no. would they do that? That seems like a really, really good contract, a reasonable contract. And Cronenworth's actually the guy. You, you said it's it's actually a perfect example. There are certain players that no one talks about. They're probably not on the front of the media guide, but they're just they do winning things. Cronenworth is that for the Padres. You know, he he obviously had the big hit against the Dodgers in Game Four, but that's kind of been him. His at least over these last couple of years with the Padres always seems to, he doesn't get they love him in SD but I don't know how much he's known around you know Major League Baseball circles as the primary player. He's one of those guys that you need to watch a lot to kind of fit, to to kind of understand the value that he brings because if you just flip on quick pitch on MLB Network. They're going to show Machado and Bogarts and Soto and all of these guys that Cronenworth is not the guy that's going to show up. But you watch a series, like when they play the Dodgers coming up here next month, if you watch that entire series, he's going to do some things that jump out at you. That is the difference. Like he He's their Chris Taylor from a couple of years ago. Mm. It's not Mookie. It's not Justin Turner. It's not Corey Seager or Trey Turner or Freddie Freeman or any of those guys. But you're going to need a guy to get some big hits and turn that thing over and get it to the next guy. Hassan Kim got a big hit for them last year, too. That It wasn't Machado. Machado was really good, don't get me wrong, but it's the that right. second layer of guys yeah. and that second layer of guys for the Dodgers in this first weekend, at least, were pretty darn quiet. I, I don't know if it's the best comp, but I'm going to use somebody that's with the Dodgers now Dave Roberts was kind of that player when he was in the big leagues right where yeah nobody's really going to talk all that much about Dave Roberts but he was on some really good teams and he always had moments he always had contributions that maybe wasn't the sexiest of what he was doing but he's a good ball player and I think Cronenworth fits that Anthony Davis named NBA player of the week well deserved and this is you know this is what you're hoping for at the most important time of the season your best players start to play like the best they're available he's back LeBron's back everybody's playing well and 
the Lakers have gone from, yeah, maybe, to it's kind of interesting to they might be the hottest team in the league in the space of, what, 10 days? That happened pretty quick. With the new CBA, is there a restriction on how many games he played in the week? <laughs> That could take away the Western Conference Player Maybe. of the Week award. Yeah, you got you got to average at least thirty five minutes a game for the week to get in there, which I'm sure he did. He was absolutely no, fantastic. He was, excellent. he was just a great, great start for or not start, but a finish for him. And only a little bit more to go before the games get really interesting. Just six. I'm just saying six. Six against Sacramento feels like the right place to be. Let's do a little super cross talk. All right, so we spent a lot of time, Mace, talking with, with Slee today. Slee's obviously still in yeah, Boston. How about I that, Slee? Right? Thinking about Slee, I, oh, man. I, that, I was so excited for you. on, on And it was such a great finish, too. Unbelievable yeah, finish. Yeah, it was spectacular. It was spectacular. Where'd you watch the game? Uh, watched it at home. Okay. Uh, it's funny. Uh, one and one stepdad went for a walk. Uh, so they asked me. We're coming down the stretch, and uh, he lives in San Diego. And he said, well, is this going to be one of those long, expanded, down the one? And I'm like, yeah. no, college basketball is faster. No, college basketball is not <laughs> no, fast. Time out and go to commercials and time out. But it must have been so tense because I thought they were going to lose, Lee. So, Mace, uh, I'll do my best to try to set it up. But they had it. We were just talking about this. I actually forgot about it. But they didn't lead the entire second half. That's a guarantee. Right. I think in the first half, I mean, at one point, probably 10 minutes in, Weren't they that's like it. down 14? Four, they were down 14. Yeah. But they, I, I don't remember a moment, probably after the first 10 minutes where they actually had a lead. So the entire time in the San Diego State section, which I'm, I'm going to give, SDSU was kind of cool. And, and I don't know how you guys are when, when you're cheering for your team as a fan. I'm kind of in the moment. So when they're down 10 or 11 or 12, whatever the case is, a little bit more difficult for me to stand up and give a standing go, but but there <laughs> were a lot. You did not stay of, on your feet when they were down. Um, no, I was pretty good at kind of t ducking down and being kind of at the edge of my seat. But there were SCSU fans that just kind of, well, screw it, let's just get up anyways. Yeah, love that. I appreciate that. But it just slowly. All right, 14 became 12, 12 became 8, 8 became 5, then back up to 8. And it, it's not like it all happened in two minutes, right? Like it took a long time to get it there. It took the entire yeah, I mean, second it, half it of the just, second they half. They were digging and digging yep. out of that hole until that very last play. Okay, then they finally tie the game. Then there's opportunities to – I mean, they missed how many free throws over the stretch of the last five, six minutes or so, and – that's kind of that's the that's the blueprint of how you, you lose. You know, we a haven't close talked game. about Al too. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned it until right now. The kid that got the technical foul that was so ticky tack for elbowing that guy oh, in the right, chest. Right. Unbelievable! It, it was it. He shouldn't have done it because you got to know there's a camera every six yep. inches in the building. But he barely tapped that kid yep. and coming down and it's a one point game. You're thinking really that's going to be the difference in this thing yeah. or not? Yeah, we didn't get. Um, I don't know if they do this. I mean, does definitely doesn't happen in the NBA. NBA, they show every replay, especially if they're reviewing something. They didn't review it in the arena. Hmm. So we all kind of didn't have a chance to see what it was, and then oh. you just see the guy obviously go get getting those two free throws. Um, 
But Mace, it was incredible, man. It was uh, it was unbelievable. So what? So I missed uh, part of your show today. What did you party? Were you out all night? Did you hit the gentlemen's clubs in Houston? I know you're. Sure. I know you're probably very popular there, <laughs> making it rain and whatnot. What was it? What was it like on Saturday? Well, I only go to gentlemen's uh, clubs with John. Oh, you okay. know that, you right? We John. Only, he was in town. <laughs> yeah, you should have hooked it up. Could have hit one up. <laughs> well, they they arrived late. Uh, it was uh, it was too late for that. Um, what did we do? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. And I had mentioned this during the show. I said all I want to do. SDSU was the first game. Is it possible that San Diego State already punches their ticket, and I could go get an ice cold beer? Mm. Go back to my seat mm-hmm. in the San Diego section and just be able to sit and watch two teams that San Diego State is waiting for. Enjoyed my ice cold beer when yep. we were done. We left probably about ten minutes left in the game because it was a blowout. But didn't you go Miami. party? We went. We I mean, yeah, the clubs. Like, was there bottle service? What I mean, what yep. what I, are the clubs like in in Houston? I put so much cologne on, and I went straight yeah, to the people house. Love that. I went. <laughs> people loved cologne. Men, women, smells. everybody yeah, loves everybody. to be around that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I went. I gelled my hair up and everything, and mm, uh, yeah. I went to so many different clubs. We went to a bar and just had pizza, wings, and drank a couple of beers, and got to kind of soak it in. Mace, have you ever had? I mean, you've been to a lot of cool events, but yeah. have you ever had? Two, kind of a double thing here. Number one, just the coolest thing you've ever seen with your own two eyes in yeah. person. Number two, have you ever had something like Al had where I'm in the building and even if you had no affiliation with either of those two schools, what an unbelievable yeah, finish yeah. to see with your own two eyes. And then to take it to a whole nother level, it's something that's personal to right, you. It's right. not just a cool ending, but my team did it. Have you ever had anything even approaching my that? My team did it. Uh n- I mean, I think about the the Rams and the Super Bowl, sure, the Lakers and sure. the and, and NBA Final. I mean, that kind of stuff. What I'll tell you one thing, one college basketball thing I remember really clearly is my dad, who I tried to, I tried to set it up in life so that my dad would get to see the things that I got to see, sure. so I could see them through his eyes. Yeah, yeah. We went to the NCAA Final Four the year it was in Indianapolis. Okay, and it was Bobby Hurley, ironically, Bobby Hurley. And Duke upsetting UNLV. You were there for we that. We were there for that oh, game, great. and we were in the Duke section. Which oh, was and my dad is just—I mean, my dad's high-fiving everybody. You would have thought he went to Duke the way he was acting. You would have thought he went He's to Mike Shishovsky's brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. Uh, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that—that's about as close as I can think. Because my alma mater. I mean, I was there when they won when uh, they won the national championship in hockey. Okay, uh, Rob yeah. Blake was there at that point. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but be- nothing. I don't think anything like this. Like to, to, to your perfect point. Like being at SoFi a couple of years ago and the Rams won the Super Bowl and the pass to Cooper Cup. Like yeah. it was like I can't believe this yes. is happening. But there's that more deeply personal connection that he got to experience yesterday that I'm very very jealous of. The only thing that I've come close to is when the Gauchos went to the College World Series yep. a few years ago. They came back and beat Miami in the late innings, and it was super exciting. But it was a it was a, a preliminary game. It right, wasn't right. in the semifinals to go to the championship. Just I'm I'm so jealous, Al, that you got to experience. Yeah, me that. too. It's just really really way cool. to go. Well, Darren Pollock um, did a really good job on Twitter. He put Lamont Butler's shot basically put it on my neck as a tattoo as an idea oh good so to get his full body <laughs> neck tattoo not a bad one yeah, yeah emily bad. was trying to t- talk him into if they win tonight just spur of the moment go get the tattoo why not seriously why not slee why wouldn't you 
This is um, your opportunity. This is only going to happen once in your entire life, man. Almost San Diego sure. State, uh, unlikely to ever go back to a Final Four. Definitely unlikely to ever win a national team. Okay, this is your alma mater. Go for it, man. <laughs> okay, can I pitch you on something here sure. real quick? Pitch away. Mace, why, why can't San Diego State win tonight? Why not? Why not? Like, why, why, it's one game. It's one why, game. I mean, why there's... can't they just – I mean, we, we see it all the time. I was telling – Trav, M, and, and Taylor were doing a little bit earlier. When when we get close to the ESPYs, you know how we always do the Jimmy V. The um, oh sure, the Jimmy V. Foundation. Exactly, Jimmy V. Foundation. Jimmy Valvano, and this goes back the iconic, iconic college basketball championship game. He's running all over the court, right? I don't and like this comp because that that five slam a jamma team had two Hall of Fame NBA players on it. North Carolina State did not. Yeah. Right. The the Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler were both going to be super high draft picks. Right. They were both going to be great pros. Both go to the Hall of Fame. To beat that team, it was a miracle. San Diego okay, State doesn't need a miracle I, to no, beat UConn. But the here's line the comp. seven and a half, man. Yeah. You know what it was? I I remember was it Villanova Georgetown, Georgetown. and Georgetown? No, but Mace, that Mace, line was the nine line, and a half. The line in 1983 when it was North Carolina State versus Houston, it was seven and a half. Yeah, and, there and, you go. And the only reason why I bring it up, too, is, okay, let's say it's not the greatest comp because Hakeem was on there, Clyde Drexler was on there, that you just expected Houston, how much are they going to win by? The NC State story, they had three games where they won by two points or less. San Diego State has won the last two games by a total of two points. Mm. It's um, amazing. Yeah. And, but by the way, I mean, literally, they won one. They beat Creighton by one. They beat uh, FAU by one. I don't think, and, and I, I'll say this again, and Trav, you actually give me more confidence the way that you're talking about it. One game in a college basketball or college football, it happens all UConn the time. UConn is a four seed. They are yeah. not this. Now, they've been kicking everyone's ass, right? Yeah. They've been going through it. They're playing the best, but the way that State plays, the the way that they go about it, and you're not playing that UNLV team. No. You're not playing it's the, not the like Houston a, It's not a team of superstars. No. Yeah. It's, it's right there for you. You should feel good, Sleek. Yeah. You're, you're in the perfect underdog spot. You don't need a miracle to win. Yeah. You just need to play well and go beat the crap out of those guys that they've been doing. I mean, they didn't win the game because they made a bunch of shots. They made a bunch of – they won the game because they just basically choked FAU out right, in the second right. half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, might you've jog, got, I might jog to NRG. There's every reason <laughs> to believe that San Diego State can win tonight. What are your expectations? I'm off tomorrow, Mace, okay? Okay. So you, when you come in here for Super Crosstalk oh, tomorrow, will have flown Slee back. is going to fly, what did you say, 5.30 Texas time, Slee? Plenty of time. 5.45 is the flight. 5.45 flight, so that's 3.45 mm, LA time. Yeah. Flying in, lands at LAX, jumps in his Uber, comes here to LA Live. Yep. Your expectations for Slee tomorrow, win or lose? Uh Andy Kamenetsky will be carrying him <laughs> for three hours. That's my expectation. Well, I told Trav, I said, listen. AK, if they win, you'll be running on, I mean, oh, you'll, yeah, you'll be running like crazy. crazy. Yeah. It won't even matter. If they I'll lose. Jog, I'll jog back to L.A. if I have to. Exactly. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I wanted, can I ask Emily? So, you guys were talking about John Wick. Yeah. And you were surprised Emily likes uh, John Wick. Or I like John Wick 4, which yes. is out right now. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. It is now, I love all the John Wick movies. It is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> and I yeah, I got to tell you, the the thing I appreciate about it, and it's a little bit like, I think, professional wrestling in this way, they're, they're, the fight choreography, 
they must take so much time to get this right and to get this look and to slow it up and to speed it down. And so, I mean, I, I just think the the martial arts choreography is unbelievable Fantastic. in these movies. And, and, and it's a reason to watch. And it features the best single set piece for uh, the entire John Wick series, which all I will say is Staircase. <laughs> oh, is that what, okay? Yeah, all right. no, it's, all right. it's great. It yeah. is amazing. Were you as surprised as I was that she was a John Wick fan? Because I know she's a movie fan. I know she's a movie fanatic. She sees everything, and she right, goes like, right. "If you would have said to me, knowing what I know about her movie tastes, yep, will Emily like John Wick?" I said, "Probably not." No, the average Taylor Swift fan is not the same <laughs> as the average. John That's their Wick audience. Fan. That's who they're Swift going for. Swift or Wick, you're one or the other. Swift. Yeah, that uh, that's Venn new, diagram. By the way, we're going to do that as a new bit on the show. Swift or Wick? Was this something that John Wick said, or was this something that <laughs> yes, or, or Taylor it's, Swift it's, lyric? Do you like my impression of John Wick? It's someone talking to him, going blah 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 blah, and he goes, "Oh." Well, and you know, he goes, "He oh, only spoke why? 340 words in the entire movie." And someone did like how much money he made per word, and it's insane too because oh, cra- of how much crazy. he made. Yeah. But I, I again, I, I saw it because I wanted to see Rina Sawayama. And I love her, and she's a pop singer. And she was fantastic. She played the daughter yeah, of the guy. Yeah. Does and she so do fights? She, yeah, does, she does a does lot fights. of fights, yeah. and she looks okay. really good. Donnie so Yee was unbelievable. The, the right. uh, guy who's the uh, he's blind and he's just like unreal in his. Also, fight sequences. just like some points, like how could he read his cards if he was blind? Yeah, and, like, yeah, no, there's a lot of things that you, you just buy it. And by the way, suspend. I heard you talk about the plot. All I know about the plot is <laughs> there's something about a table. Everybody's at a <laughs> table, and there's a hotel that's going to be. Re- that's all I understand. She basically, she basically ruined the movie right there. I yeah. don't need to go see it now. Table, hotel, I don't know what it means. Lots of Some CGI, really cool. sunsets and sunrises. Exactly. Are you on board it. for Air, uh, which comes oh, out on Wednesday? I can't I've wait. I've seen it. Oh, you saw it yeah, already? I've seen it, yeah. It's really good. Okay, because I, I was telling them, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to try to see it this week or this weekend. And, and I, I go to movies, but I don't go like you guys go. Yeah. Right? I'm a little more tactical in the ones that I choose to go to. I absolutely am going to see this. Am I going to be... Excited? Everybody. Honestly, it goes beyond just, I mean, if you know the story of Jordan and the story of Nike and all that stuff, you'll really dig it. Mm. But the average person rolling into this movie will really, really like it. It is a really cool, uplifting, uh, smart intelligent i mean it's hard really to do good. a movie where we know the beats of the story right yeah. like and i'll just because it's another ben affleck movie i'll use it as an example argo you know they get away right right you know they make it out yep. so the the drama of are they going to get there or not you you know the ending of it and yet you're still hanging on it yes and i think that's kind of what this is going to be like that we know that he does sign we know that it does work right you know that he becomes michael jordan and I still want to see every second. And by the way, it's been widely reported, so I'm not spoiling anything, but there is no Michael Jordan character right. in, in the movie. You just see like the back of his head or right, something, right? exactly. But they, they didn't put anybody in a position where they had to play Michael Jordan. Viola Davis, whew, she's just like one of the great mm. actors there is. She plays the, Michael Jordan's mom. Isn't that the perfect barometer of you can have someone Like, this would be the perfect thing. If I watch this with my girl mm-hmm. and she doesn't care about the NBA, um, it's just not, you know, it's it, she doesn't have to be watching any live sporting events to be a fan of this. Isn't that the perfect barometer of, hey, you hit with something? When you could go outside of those who are sports fans, they'll sit it or they'll sit, they'll watch it, they'll enjoy it. I think that's a perfect barometer. Yeah, for no, it. it's a really good barometer. Em, did you see this, the screener yet or did you not get to go? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to try to go uh, at the end of this week. Who was it better? opens 
Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. yeah. Affleck or Damon? Who who pulls off their role better? I'm always impressed when a guy is able to perform as an actor and direct. Okay. Um, I, I just think that's unbelievably tough. So I for me, the more impressive of the two is is Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is Phil Knight, and then Damon, of course, is, uh, is Sonny, Sonny Vaccaro. Vaccaro. Yeah. And it, but, but, so Sonny came on with us last week. Oh, did he really? He did, and he was terrific. Sonny has always been great on the radio. What did you say? He's 82 years old? I think 83. That, 83 years old. His energy. Just oh, razor sharp. That yeah. yeah. Razor sharp and super enthusiastic telling the story. And like I think most of our listeners know, I know you know, the Sonny Vaccaro-Nike relationship ends terribly yes, shortly after this thing, and that he was as excited about it, kind of like, oh, okay, if he's in board in this, then everybody else should get on board Yeah, it's well. great. Everybody will like that, whether you're a super hardcore fan or not. Anybody can roll in there. You can bring the wife, the girlfriend, the mom, whatever. How's Bateman? I love Bateman. Bateman's great. Is he good? Oh, yeah, he's always good. Yeah. He's Although, you know, I never watched Ozark. Did you watch Ozark? I watched this first Ozark's two really seasons and really good. tapped the map. Yeah, I never, I never stuck with Ozark, yeah. but I hear it's good. Now, here Julia Garner turns into she's just great. a badass in the yeah, middle of that she's great. series. Bateman, huge Dodger fan. Yeah, I, I've huge seen him Dodger at Dodger fan. games, yeah. Butterboy Kershaw. Yeah. Looked pretty good. He did look good. And I heard you talking about him. Uh, how on how the great mic. is he at that? He's great at that. He's, he's, it's yeah. like he's been doing he's it his a, whole life. He's a natural. And he's so much more, and maybe it's just because I'm a homer, He's and I, and I don't get me wrong, I like John Smoltz. I yeah. think he does a good job. Smoltz is so serious. Yeah. Smoltz is so like intense while he's doing it. Kershaw has this lightness to him that's incredibly appealing. I thought he was yeah, I thought Yeah, I thought he was great. And who's the new play-by-play guy that fills in for Joe? Steven Nelson, I want to say. I thought he was really solid. I thought he did a good job, too. Good hire. thought good he hire. did a good job. They don't miss too many of those no, things. No, they do not. They found the guy to replace Vince Gill and everybody went, Okay. Yeah. I'll you know how that. hard that is? He's perfect. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Super Crosstalk, powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason in Ireland with Let's Momo go, coming Aztecs. up next. Good luck, Aztecs. Slee. We're pulling for you. We'll see you tomorrow.